Welcome to today's episode of a new sub-series of the podcast, Who Belongs? The Othering and Belonging Institute, with financial support from the Annie E. Casey Foundation, is developing a series of podcasts to capture examples of bridging to belonging. We want a world where everyone belongs. So how do we get there? The answer, bridging. Throughout the series, we will talk to leaders implementing bridging work and individuals who have experienced their bridging transformation. My name is Miriam Magaña-Lopez, and I will be hosting today's episode. Today, we will be speaking with Tamia Dantzler and Dashley Concepcion. Tamia is an alum, and Dashley is a current student at El Puente Academy for Peace and Justice. El Puente Academy for Peace and Justice is a public school located in the Southside community of Williamsburg and Brooklyn, New York City. El Puente is Spanish for the bridge, which is exactly what the school is doing, creating bridges between the school and students, parents, and the community. In a previous episode, we spoke with Frances Lucerna, founding principal of El Puente Academy for Peace and Justice. We heard from Frances about the school design and intentions. Tamia and Dashley will share with us their personal experience being students at this school. They will let us know what it has meant to them to attend a school that has made them feel seen and heard. My name is Tamia Dantzler. I was the valedictorian of class of 2018 of the Puente Academy for Peace and Justice. I'm currently enrolled in your college um, in the hope to either be a counselor or a teacher. My name is Dashley. I'm a grown-up senior, and I'm involved in bike club since I'm a freshman. I'm muralista, peer forward, and epic group. And hopefully next year, I'm going to be part of SSS. That is a group of El Puente that help young um, teenagers, girls, you know, to get involved with the classmates and, you know, make friends and have somebody to support them in the school. A memorable experience for me, there can be many, but one that for me is uh, when I paint a mural with uh, the muralist uh, group and the superintendent went and checked out the mural in the debate room. It was like a proud moment for myself and something that I will ever and forever remember. So, yeah. That's really cool that you got to paint a mural at MS50, which is the middle school, right? Yeah. Awesome. Tamia, can you share a memorable experience from El Puente Academy for Peace and Justice? Um, well, my most memorable moment was actually the first time I ever, like, um, so we got the chance to celebrate Fly Girl Fest, which is basically to uplift women of color and also uh, look back in the history of women who led movements and also made space for other women to talk about the situation. The favorite, my favorite part of Fly Girl Fest is we have a, a thing called Red Table, um, the Red Tent, which is basically um, it gives a chance for um, the whole, for all of um, all of us females to get together, talk about things that have been on our chest, and just being able to just let it go and just be in a safe space to just talk about like our struggles as one. And it's like, it's like a natural, like ritual that Day continued to do. Um, also founded by Wanda, um, who was my principal when I was in school. 
Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. It seems like El Puente has really provided a lot of amazing opportunities for you all to get involved. Dashley, can you compare El Puente Academy for Peace and Justice to another school that you've been to, or maybe one that a friend attends to? I know you mentioned to me that your family came to the United States when you were in 2017. So you started um, eighth grade in the U.S. and then quickly transitioned to high school. So I'm curious to hear your experience. So when I was in middle school, things weren't easy for me because, I mean, the teachers and the staff of the school were great. Um, but like the people, like, you know, the students, some of them were mean to non-English speaker. Like I was new. I can barely say my name and say good morning to somebody because I was like, what, three months since I got here. So when I got to El Puente, everything was so different because even though you didn't know the language, everybody tried to speak your language or they translate by the form what they want to tell you so you can feel integrated and stuff. And it was something that makes me feel like I was part of something and I was like, I didn't have to be like scared and stressful about the situation I was in. So it was really great. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. Tamia, when you talk to your friends about their experiences in other schools, um, what stands out to you about what made your experience at El Puente so different from other people's schooling? Um, well, the, the main thing, main factor was the fact that they were family-based. Um, so we always, even though we, like, sometimes, like, kids are going to tend to have issues with another student or a student has an issue with certain, um, a certain other student. But in our case, we were always able to create a family and holistic um, environment that allow us to be able to communicate. So even if we had problems, there was always a way of which we were able to communicate in a safe room with um, somebody we, um, we look up to as a mentor. Um, so it was never ever like a chance to be able to have more fights in the school. So it was like always like we're always able to come together, talk about the situation, come um, and just have a great time with one each other. Um, and any chance we ever had a chance to, we just always have fun together. Um, yeah. Um, and compared to other schools, it was like a lot of my other classmates, I mean, my old friends from like I-13s and that, um, a lot of them came to a Puente High School, so it was just like we kind of already had a friendship, and then we automatically were able to continue that friendship and turning into a family, um, family based. Um, but from what I heard from other schools, it was like there was constant fights, there's always arguments, um, and it wasn't like a place for kids to express themselves, be um, either visual arts or dance, but um, in El Puente, we were able to get those options. It sounds like um, that El Puente really offers a lot of activities that maybe aren't offered in other schools, which you both mentioned allowed for students to feel involved and to feel like they're part of something. Can you talk a little bit about um, the types of programs that are available to students and how El Puente encourages students to be involved? 
Um, so far, the ones that I've been a part of is SSS, which is the Strong Sophisticated um, Sisters, um, Peer Forward, which allowed us to help our fellow peers to get ready for um, their college, college stage. Um, we also got mentoring groups, which is basically our, um, we have small mentoring groups, which is uh, basically like electives, but it's more of like a chance for us to talk about some private situations in a smaller group, um, which is um, gender included. Um, so, and some other programs that we have, we have a lot of like events more of like winter solstice, um, Unity Day and um, Day of the Dead, which we allows us to showcase what we learn from semester to semester. Dashley, is there anything else you want to add? Yeah, we have like so many days. Like we almost we even though we don't celebrate every single date of independence of each country, we try to like respect the day and if we know like oh today is Dominican Republic Independence Day, we try to be like, you know, celebrating our own and stuff. That's awesome that um, your school is intentional about recognizing uh, people, some countries and, and their own cultures. Uh, my next question for you all, Francis introduced me to the El Puente practice of sacred circles. It seems like a great practice in theory, but I'm curious to hear about your experience participating in sacred circles and what does it mean to you? Well, for me, participating in like sacred cycles it's like a tool to meet new people because in the circles, they ask you like questions like, how is your day? And also like, what color do you feel your soul is feeling today? Like something you have to think about it and that you have never think about it in your life. And you get to know more about you and you get to know more about the people around you. And you get like to know people that have the same interest of the same point of view that you have. And that's a tool I use when I got here to make like new friends and stuff and to think about myself because no, every day somebody asks you, if you were a kind of bread, what kind of bread would you be and why? You know, it's something that you have to think about it and have a reason to think about it. So yeah, it's something that helps to get to know you better and to know the people around you. So it's pretty good. What about you, Tamia? Well, when it came to like my first time doing the Sacred Circle, it was like, um, with Hector Sanchez. Um, when not the principal, but the history teacher, um, Hector Sanchez, um, when we had our first circle up. And basically it's kind of uncomfortable for me at first because the fact that I'm not, I'm more to myself um, yeah. so a puente make sure that our voices are, are heard and making sure that we know how to, um, be able to talk out loud, um, without being so scared and not being in the shadows, try to bring us into the light. So the circles allow us to be not only we see face to face, but also to help us get out of our own comfort zones to be able to have these type of conversations with one another. Um, sacred circles are also ways in which we like sometimes have like small debates. Um, it's a way in which we like 
able to hear each other out, listen, and give feedback. Um, so it's like constant practicing how to interact with other human beings in certain situations. Tamia, I know you mentioned that in the beginning you felt a little scared to be part of the circles because it, it seems like it the, the secret, sacred circles provide an opportunity for people to bring themselves and share about themselves. And sometimes that feels uncomfortable. I wonder if you can both talk about how you do feel after you have a sacred circle. Well, like, yeah, as Tamia said, you don't really want to talk about yourself in a circle. But after you feel like, oh, I'm part of this because everybody's talking. And if I don't talk, I'm going to be like, outside of the circle so it feels like something that you are part of when everybody's speaking get to know each other like yeah as i said before well once i'm like in like after i'm out the circle and in the well when i'm in the circle i feel a bit more confident with myself and like what i'm like saying um when i when i leave i feel like a adrenaline that is starting to calm down after sit like being able to have um the many conversations that we do have um because we talk from about what's going outside what's happening inside what's happening around us so it just like it just gave us gives me uh gave me a chance to just like be one with everybody so it's like allowing me to be able to be here everyone out and also understand that like we have those same struggles like that she was saying um before like hearing each other is a one thing a one way of us like just being together like we all are unified we're here and although we're nervous we can push through and it's going to be okay <laughs> i also understand that instead of calling your instructors instructors teachers you all call them facilitators one of the reasons they're called facilitators is to acknowledge the agency that students have in their own education. Instead of a teacher lecturing you and being the person with all knowledge, they acknowledge that everyone that comes in, including students, has lived experiences that can benefit from the educational space. Can you describe how this changes the way that you've learned compared to maybe a traditional school setting? So I think like... Um you can choose like the side that you are in. For example, if you are doing an essay and you have to pick the blue or the red side, um, and you pick the blue one, right? If, if we were like teacher and students, the teacher usually would tell me like, why would I choose, um, why would I have to choose the red one and why it's better and why, you know, and stuff. But I think our facilitators, they help us to, know this blue side better and tell us more options of why we we can why this is the right side to choose and they help us and they like contribute contribute to our opinions and let us be like ourselves in everything that we do um they also just don't want a power dynamic to be formed because in traditional schools like you know that they're teachers, so you like listen to them. Like you have to give them respect. But in El Puente, they have made it where they kind of have to earn the respect, and then we end up giving it to them because we are creating a mentor to a mentee. So even though they are a teacher, 
they are also our mentors um, where we can talk to them. Sometimes we even call them our moms and dads because some of us don't have, we didn't, um, we don't have a mom or a stable parent. So we look at them as our um, older, older siblings slash parents slash mentor. Um, Alcuente just in the school building and once you step in, the first thing you notice is that the teachers don't have Mr. or Mrs. You call them by either their first name or their last name, which they, they give you the option to choose, which allows you to just feel more confident, um, comfortable around them. Um, not feeling like, oh, like, like there's no, like I have no power. Like they have all the power and I just have to obey by their rules. No, we create the rules together. We're able to have, um, the teachers teach us, we teach them. Sometimes we learn, we basically learn from each other. Um, we use our experience in the classroom so that we can create um, better conversation, better talks about certain situations that may happen in the future or happening now. Yeah, and adding what Tamiya says, we also create like a trust bond with our teachers. So it's like, it's like a friend teaching you something that they know and you don't know. And it's like, if you don't understand something, you don't feel like ashamed to ask because you see this person like your cousin or like your uncle or like your godmother. And you're like, can you help me to do this? Because I don't understand. And you know that you can trust in them and they don't gonna judge you or something because they are like, you trust each other. Or I feel like. Mm -hmm. Tamia, you mentioned that um, in different classroom settings, you are encouraged to bring your own experience to learning. I wonder if you or um, Dashley, you too, uh, if there is a moment or a story that you recall where you did insert your own experience into your learning. Even though we have a curriculum, we can constantly add or change it. Um, the teacher either changes it depending on like the classroom, the vibe, the energy, and allow us to actually take what we already know. Like we do, like not making us feel like we don't know anything. They actually let us look like allow us push us to use what we already know into the classroom. So, for if I give an example, it's like talking about certain situations that happened in my home life. Um, if I ever went through anything, we we're able to use that and also connected to a book that we're reading um, so that we can build a um, better bond with the book and being able to spew out better, you know, opinions, better options, um, better answers. The more you feel connected to anything, you're able to give your best and your all. And that's what Alphante has pushed for like during the time I've been with them. It can be about history, it can be about English or about science, they always put a question that has to relate to you. Even though you don't find a way to relate to you, the question is there, like how this book um, represents you, how you can compare yourself to the main character, how this, have you ever seen this sickness relate to you? How can you relate to this history moment? How can you speak about yourself in this time? And how can, Something is something they try to always make like the focus on you so you can feel like everything that they are teaching you or they are trying to teach you have something to 
um, deal with you and that is important for you. Francis also outlined all of the other structures and programs in place to ensure the students feel like they belonged in the school from the moment they walk in. She mentioned students being greeted at the door, uh, small classes that allow for relationship building between facilitators and students, uh, being able to uh, talk to a facilitator using their first name, um, among other practices. How did these practices foster belonging to you? So for me, coming from a middle school for the first time, I came calling everybody Mr. and Miss, and people were like, no, honey, we don't do this here. You call me by my name. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and and also, like, I, you know, as I said before, I didn't know any English, and they were like, I speak poquito español, so don't worry. I didn't understand, but they tried to help me. And I was like, oh, my God, these people, one, are crazy, and two, they are lovely. And then um, also um, my sister was at the school at the time, and she's, like, super small and everything. And people, I was, like, quiet. I was, like, in my mind, I was, like, I'm going to be the quiet one. I'm not going to talk. And then they were, like, they realized I was, like, her sister, and then they start to wait, like, oh, my God, you're family, you're everything. And I was like, okay, we just have one day here, take it easy. And it was, like, so, you know, warm, warm walking to me. And I feel like many of the students, like, I know, like, many Spanish speakers that feel, like, uncomfortable in middle school because we don't really have, like, you know, this space when you can speak Spanish without being like judged, like, oh, this is American speak Spanish and that stuff. So, and when we went to El Puente, I went to El Puente like with three of my friends. They were like, they 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 feel great. They they don't even feel like the necessity, like they are outside of our country, and they feel like they are good. Like they don't feel the pressure of have to talk in a language that they barely know. So it's something that helps us a lot to continue and to have a faith in school because many of them want to live, wanted to like, you know, uh, quit the school because they feel like it's not for them because they didn't really get something. But in a point that they try to to make you understand that you have a way to go to college, to that the language doesn't matter and that you can uh, still learn even though you have like three months here. It doesn't matter. Did you feel or do you feel like El Puente is providing you with support that you need to achieve your dreams? I definitely do because even when I'm like, I'm, I'm in the process right now where I'm in between, like I want to do counseling, but I also want to be a teacher. So I'm like in between, but because of my experience with El Puente and the constant motivation that they gave me, it's allowing me to like explore all my options. I feel like a point that has given me, like even when we sometimes didn't have all the materials, because like even though we are a piece in um, high school for social justice and like that, we still didn't have every equipment. Like we were sometimes low on like certain materials, so like computers, you know. Um, so we had a we had to work with what we had, um, and we basically. Basically, they taught us how to be more resilient and learning how to use the materials that are around us 
like even in the art room, like sometimes we were, sometimes we might be low on materials, but because we were very, um, very hands-on um, people, we were able to like figure out a way to get, to make magic every time, to make beautiful magic where it comes to our events, um, which comes to how we are able to interact with um, new ways of learning. We even use music to, they taught us how to use music in order to like create new lessons for ourselves. Like even practicing new rhythms, learning how to um, write, understand books. Um, so I feel like Apuente just gave us a whole lot of tools that didn't have to come from directly from a textbook. And it came from just knowing how to do life. It's pretty cool that even though you didn't have all of the physical resources that you uh, needed, that with enough emotional support and support from the facilitators, you felt like you had everything you needed. Um, that's pretty cool. Uh, what about you, Dashley? Do you feel like El Puente is providing you with the resources and support that you need to achieve your dreams? Oh, yeah. Like, I wanted. Since I'm a, I was a kid, I wanted to be a lawyer or like do something related to that. And when I went to a point, I realized how many problems the world have. Like every single point of view have a problem and stuff. So I feel like there's like a lot of things like you can fight for. And also they they there was like the teachers were like so good at what they were doing that they almost made me like quit my my thing about you know being a lawyer and I start to think at time for a time like I may be a teacher why not like <laughs> this seems pretty good but um they um support me like they be like you you got this you you're gonna be a great lawyer we're gonna be there for you if you need something if you need research you just come to us and we're going to be here for you. And I'm like, oh, my God, thank you. I want you to both think to a moment at El Puente, a moment where you felt like I belong here. This is my school. These are my peers. These are my facilitators. Think back to that moment and can you describe it to me? And how did it make you feel? When I saw them again in person, like most of them, like in the graduation of my sister, I was like, oh my God, I miss these people so much. I can't wait to go back to school in person and be with them again, because I feel, I was feeling like something was like, you know, missing him because I was without school. I have like this disorder in the schedule. I my My life was like, here my sleep was messed up and I was like oh my god I can't wait to go to school to get my life back in you know reality so I feel like they like I need to be there like I have and like I want to be there and I want to go back and I can't wait to go back so it's something that I have never feel for a school like oh my god I want to go to school I have never say that but now I feel like I can't wait for for September to come so we can go back to school and to, you know, be with my people again. So, yeah, it's that a moment that I realized, like, 
I really like to be here. I really like the, this place. So, yeah. Thank you, Dashley. What about you, Tamia? Um, well, the first moment, it was actually, this is very, like, like deep in memories. Is when I went to um, a principal meeting um, with Joe Mutunes, and we were basically able to, I felt like, I was in my sophomore year, so, and it was just like, oh, my God, like, I was asked to go with another teacher to go to a principal meeting, which I, um, I was like, oh, my God, I, I'm a youth member that can, like, talk about like how to improve the school building like and talk about like the sites that Apuente they have offered that allowed me to continue to grow and it allowed um more kids to join in because even after that the principal meeting we had more kids that joined 211 which is Apuente leadership center what I, we call it 211 because it's like that's the title of the, the address of it but um like it just it was like oh my god like like they they want to hear what I have to say. Like I am important. Like I'm supposed to be here. Um, and that was my like. That was like one out of the many moments that I had. Like were like oh, like they want me here. I I'm I belong here. Like like I'm here. I'm present. <laughs> I, it's really beautiful to hear that you both feel such a close attachment to your school and your experience. I wonder, um, are peers that you went to school with or actually are going to school with now, do they also feel similar to you? Yeah. Like I, as I said before, I have like friends that they in middle school, like you don't even know what you want in middle school. They were like, I don't think the school is for me and stuff. And now they are going to be seniors with me. And I'm like, Wow, what you what you were talking about, and you are almost berating yourself. You just have to make this year, <clears throat> and they feel comfortable. And I think if like some of my friends, like they were put in like another high school, they wouldn't even finish the school. Sadly, because I feel like they wouldn't have the support they have here, and they wouldn't have like the comfort and like you know, the, the trust they have in Alpuente to help them. Thank you. It's interesting how both of you sort of share this experience, how in the beginning students were initially scared to come to Alpuente. And I wonder if that has to do with the way that you were seen by the facilitators, that um, you were seen as individuals with potential and we're going to push you to get to your potential. And that can be scary if you've never experienced that before. Um, so I'm glad that you both went through that. And well, Dashley, you're still going through that process. Um, it seems like it's really helped you in your after high school life of being able to feel confident and, um, you know, fulfilling your full potential. I am curious because you both have been, you know, Dashley, you've been in this school for three years. And to me, you graduated from this school. What advice would you give to teachers or other school administrators outside of El Puente to make a school like yours? Like what is important that, what what do they need to do to make sure the students feel welcomed? Create a um, trust bond with the students because I feel like so many people try to be professional that they don't feel like they can connect with the students sometimes. So they be hard on people and they don't, try to understand the student and it can be like stressful and you know so many things going on 
and you don't have nobody to talk in the school and if you have problem in your house and you have problem in school it can be like you know this bomb in your head that is gonna blow up in any moment so i think that teachers should create more trust bond with the students because you don't know what is going on in their houses or what they are like that and what is happening and what they can concentrate in the school and you are being so professional that you are just putting f or failing the students without even knowing why they are failing. So sometimes it's better like create a trust bond and then try to, you know, be professional or you can be both. Why not? Um, I totally agree with Ashley. I, like, I feel like it's a key point for a teacher to get to know their students, their name, like, their, like what they've been going through. Um, I know that some teachers out there are probably going to be like, like, I have to do it. Like, a lot of students that within, like, a day, like, we, like, we are a small school, smaller school compared to other schools. So, like, getting to know all the kids it might be a little bit harder. But the more you try, like, the kids will see that and then they will gravitate to you and being more open, um, being more open. Even the ones that are so-called, like, the trouble kids, like, the trouble the trouble kids are not really troubled. They just needed somebody to listen to them, just to be a, like somebody that they can just talk to about certain situations. Um, so being more of a less, being more strict with the curriculum, learning, pushing all this information, have them talk about their situations and incorporate it into the curriculum. There's always space and room for you to incorporate the person to the work that you are trying to share. Like there's always a way to teach them. Um, even though sometimes it feels like, oh, I've never seen it done before. Like you can still look, like there's videos out there. You can also talk to other teachers, like um, trying to um, see the best options on how to um, talk to a kid or either like teach them a new, um, new ideas. Um, yeah, I just, sometimes you gotta go past your limit. You have to, something got to go past yourself so that you can reach others. That was Tamia Dantzler and Dashley Concepcion. Thank you so much for your time. And to our listeners, please check out our other podcast where we discuss belonging and bridging in more detail. For more resources and curriculums on belonging and bridging, please go to belonging.berkeley.edu slash B for B. That is slash letter B, number four, letter B. Until next time.